Glad to have you with us, the Lakeland Sports guys. Chris Cox over on the other side of the table from me. I'm Tom Carroll. Also got the coach, Dan Spivey, in the house. Glad to have you with us here for another exciting rendition of the Lakeland Sports guys here on a Monday, the 11th day of December. Look at them all, man. How many more until Christmas? We're just like 14 days. I'll say it used to be a board. It would be back there. <laughs> and then of those shopping days, you've got maybe seven to nine, depending on uh, your two-day prime, if it gets here in time. Right? <laughs> got to count on EPS boys, man. I'm telling you, we work hard this time of year. Well, I, I was all over the United States Postal Service uh, yesterday because they were supposed to deliver on Saturday, and uh, I didn't get it till this morning. So. <laughs> It's, well, my mail, it, they're my, pretty busy. My mail don't usually get to my house to six thirty anyway, so I can't say. Y'all that. killing me, man! How's it? My post office mail. Well, my post office is right there, and by like eight forty-five, she's like boom in the box. So I'm lucky here, but no, you pass different story, but. Yeah, it's it's fun, but happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you and your families. It is, it is uh, just around the corner. We got uh, I got the wreaths up finally on the window, so our house is now decorated for Christmas. And um, there is a lot of Christmas tournaments that are going to be starting here as soon as school gets out. Um, around I think the twenty first, twenty second is when a lot of the Lakeland's tournaments are going to be getting started uh, right before the Christmas holidays and right after. Those are good so. tournaments. Those There's usually fun. some really good matchups in those. And like I said, the bigger tournaments are being – they were played. I think one was this weekend, one was last weekend. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking with an Abbeville uh, basketball parent uh, in the grocery line this past weekend, and he, he basically said, well, we, we're not playing yet. We're, we're still practicing. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Everybody else is playing. And he's like, well, we don't start until the 16th. Oh. I mean, that's our first game. So, you know, they're getting plenty of practice time in, and when they do come in, boy, it'll be uh, they'll be glad to be uh, going up against somebody else rather than each other. They're they're several weeks behind them for some reason because, like I said, Emerald's football been football keeps them behind. It might have been that. Cause I, I would Abbeville's another one of those teams that they don't always rely on their football players. They usually have a their mass. Group's going to be guys they already got there, but you are going to have guys coming yeah. off of that. Team. Well, that that game on the sixteenth is going to be over at Erskine. Oh, wow. And it'll be against Dixie. That'll be their first game of the season, both boys and the girls. So, yeah, look forward to that. Dixie's yeah. already played a few, so they – game time and practice time is different. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, and we'll see what happens. McCormick um, ha- just continues to roll, do they not, uh, as far as the boys go? They, uh, uh, you know, going up against Dixie ends up being a two-point ball game in the end of it um, on, on fr- – what was it, Friday night? Uh, and once again, I you, know, you can't. What can you say about McCormick? Why they're not ranked? We we still don't have any idea. But found out that it's their pressure that gets to everybody. They uh, they'll start out and they'll come out in that zone. But as soon as they start applying that pressure, and and they stick to you like glue. It's one of the the most frustrating things I think as an offensive basketball player that you got to go up against is having to go that ninety feet. And that was one of the things I can't. I think that Coach Brown has changed. They did a little bit last year, but not weren't really successful with it this year. It's it's the old. There's only one way to say a balls to the wall, but I mean that's that's how they play. And from what I hear, if you hadn't seen this cartilage kid play, you missing out. I'm thinking about guys like Durant and um, 
Livingston, but at least if you hadn't seen this cartilage kid play, he is very impressive. Yeah, he had 14 points uh, against Dixie. Um, the other one was uh, Darius Houston also had 14 points for uh, McCormick in that one. The only person that fouled out was uh, Bryson Bell, and he was their defensive genius that is there. So ended up uh, with that fifth foul, I think, with about three minutes to go in the fourth mm. um, in the process of all that. But, I mean, you've got one, two, three players uh, – in double figures, and, and Jennings has got to be the other one, the senior, um, as far as running the point guard position. So, Really solid. Uh, That's yeah. what I meant. I leave with Jennings. Yeah, but Cartland, you were right. I mean, he had what uh, – I want to say he had he had one steal. It was Houston ended up with four steals on the night. Bell had three steals. Um, Anderson had three steals, as did Jennings. Um, you know, they had 15 steals altogether against Dixie. In what was a really heated battle, from my understanding, and that's a lot of turnovers. Yeah, even in a high school game, that's a lot of turnovers. But you can expect it. I'm telling you, I think this year that's what they're going to do. And what do we always say? Stand defense predicates your points. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you better be ready when you play them. I mean, because like I said, they are they've already played ninety six Emerald. Yeah, they got Dixie. another game against Emerald coming, and Emerald's coming to them yeah. this week. So I think it's tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. So that's another one of those teams. It's just they're they're ready, man. They they they've had enough time. They practice levels where it was, and this is going to be a tough out this year, especially in one A. I I kind of want to see them play these big boys, the big three, when it comes to basketball, because <laughs> then we're going to see if maybe Coach Brown and say, you know what, I remember football season. Yeah, you best be ready. So, like I said, that's another one that. That's another one I let slide because I didn't get back with Pratt about it. But that's something we could have done today if we needed yeah. to. But. And uh, Dixie, by the way, they are going to be taking on Weir Shoals tomorrow night. So uh, another good ball mm-hmm. game should be another good one with the Lakelands teams going at it. It'll be their first region game. Well, no, Dixie's second region game. Weir Shoals first Where region go, game. Yeah. So, yeah. Weir Shoals has always been pretty well <laughs> disciplined and stuff. So I mean, it should be a really good basketball game. The other one I want to talk about, uh, Greenwood Christian, uh, this past weekend, or Friday night, I should say, ended up going double overtime against Northside Academy and uh, ended up winning it by a point <laughs> in the process of all that. Hey, it but, only takes one to put the yeah, W. The thing is, Owen Winnington, you know, he's playing underneath the basket, shot 73% from the field in this one, ended up with, I, I think, 17 points overall. Um, in the process, but I mean, you know, that's phenomenal. When do you, when's the last time you saw a high school player end up with 73% from the field shooting, not from the free throw line, but from the field? The key is about that is you can't just stand there. You got to get in out of that box. You can't stay in the box or it's going, you know, it's going to be a foul. I mean, a, a penalty. So that's one thing he's doing. He's going in the side out and the <clears> other <throat> way. How about our boy? Did it, what was he? How many points did Oklahoma score? Oklahoma had 21. Okay. So that's going to be probably your guy again this year. But him and Whittington, and if and if Owen can continue to shoot the percentages, this team's going to be a very good basketball team because it takes the pressure off off Isaiah mm-hmm. to have to do it all himself or get it. And I'm sure Davis and some of the other guys are playing really good too. But this is going to be a fun basketball team to watch too. I agree with Christian. So and the girls are doing well as well. So we'll uh, I'll have to check in a little sooner with all of them. But uh, as far as the boys go. They are just uh, clicking on all cylinders. And when you go into a double overtime situation like that, yep. I mean, you, that's when the foul trouble really starts to happen. And they didn't have anybody that I saw that had uh, more than three fouls. So, yeah. and to play that long in a in a high school game, that's rare that you don't have 
a minimum of one foul out. Usually you're going to have two fouled out. By the time you get into the second overtime, you're going to be looking down there at player number six and seven on the bench. <laughs> and now you got them in the game. Uh-oh. Eight and nine, you're going to be my subs. <laughs> the thing with Greenwood Christian, too, is they play as a team, and that's what you like to see. When they went up against Northside, Northside had one guy that had 30, another guy that had 28. Um, so it was really a two-man show for the mm-hmm. most part for them, and they didn't really play – I wouldn't say they played a – you know. They played decent defense, but they didn't have a great defense to go along with this. But I think you look at Greenwood Christian and, and the defense that they play is pretty solid. Um, and, but you're going up against, you know, three- and four-star yeah. athletes um, in basketball. Uh, hence, you know, the big scores that they've got. So Yes, that's hugely league. There's, mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot. And so, like I said, for coach to decide, you know what, this is what is going to change it for us this year. We're going to play defense. We'll we'll give you one or two guys that's going to score your points, and we're going to shut everybody else down, and that's what it takes. I mean, because there, I mean, I, I guess it's the same skis group they're with for football, mm-hmm. probably. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know like Dorchester Prep and some of those Collin Preps. Those teams are really good again this year, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. And the Cambridge girls are are already started it back like they did last year, so that's another good team we'll follow with them this year. So we've got a lot of good skis, you know, just. 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. Don't have any 5A to talk about here, but that's all right. <laughs> um, matter of fact, let me look at, at, at Greenwood as far as we mentioned Whittington had 17 points. Uh, Dahlberg had 21 as well. Um, I take that back. Scott uh, had 29. Okay. Um, not 21. So I got that a little bit backwards um, to go along with that. But, you know, like I said, it, it, it's, 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 you know they and they played everybody for the most part. I think they're you know they had six, seven people that ended up playing in this game. And that's the main thing because so. you know in basketball you're gonna have injuries, so yeah. you're gonna have everybody knowing what what their role is on that team. So I, I if that's a really good job by the coach to get players in. All right, Emerald uh, has Saluda tomorrow night. Um, Saluda right now sitting at zero and five. They are really really struggling. Um, you know I I don't know how. If, is it has it become a football school down there in Tigertown? I don't know. I mean, athletically, I mean, they've always been pretty pretty good in in basketball as well. But I don't know. Is there has there been a coaching change that I don't know about? Uh, not that I know. I thought Pratt was still the the basketball coach down there. Maybe their better basketball players were at North South. <laughs> I'm well, getting ready for Shrine Bowl. Maybe they're waiting on their point guard to come back. Could have been the one kid. Yeah, it could have yeah. been the kid that played in North South. So. Yeah. yeah, but that'll be a 745 game. And then uh, Emerald uh, turns around on Wednesday and plays McCormick. So at McCormick. Maybe that's what Coach needs. I mean, <laughs> give, his, give his team a chance to kind of get something going together again because he knows what he's going to face when he goes to McCormick. So. Yeah, Emerald, by the way, is on the road the next three. Four games. They got at Saluda tomorrow, Wednesday at McCormick, um, Friday at 96, and then Monday they'll be at Strom Thurmond. Wow. Hey, so, now, but now let, let's don't call this wow. road. I mean, all these things are within 30 minutes. Come on, people. <laughs> you can go see these games. It's not but a 30-minute ride to any of them. Those are good. That, I'm going to tell you, those and four games be, are good. Those too. Are, that'll be four good quality basketball, high school basketball games you could go see. And that, and all four of them could go either way, in favor of Emerald. Well, and Emerald beat Strom Thurmond last week, yep. so yeah. you know. And Strom Thurmond was one of the top ten, maybe yeah. top five, top ten two A school. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll see if that changes this week when it come out tomorrow <clears throat> as far as the rankings go. It'll change a little bit, probably. Just a tad bit. Um, I mentioned Abbeville already, so I can cross that one off <laughs> once there. Um, let's talk about the North-South game. Um, what a game it ended up being overall. Um, when you look at the final score, you're kind of like, wow, did, did the South really dominate that much? It's 28-8 to to being the final in this one. And the South's defense uh, seemed to be as stout as it was. The North offensive MVP was um, Michael McLennan. Uh, the wide receiver, and on defense, the MVP uh, went to uh, Jakari Bennett, who on the defensive line, both those guys from JL. JL, man, I was going to say, that's what was surprising. Yeah, and then the South, um, you know, Isaac McCleary uh, from Irmo, the defensive back, proved to be the defensive uh, player of the game. And then the offensive MVP, Carmelo McDaniel from Hartsville, the running back, just absolutely dominated for the most part offensively. Huge game. Uh, did you see the scoop and score for the touchdown? I, I heard it on the radio. I was listening okay, to it. Okay, so you did radio, hear it. So, yeah. Yeah, this, this is uh, Sam McClary from Irmo, and he's a big guy. And he the end zone could get there fast enough for this kid, I'm telling you. He's starting to lumber a little bit as he gets to about the 20, and his eyes are still big. And he when he gets there, I think he just wanted to, like, lay out, but he didn't want a chance fumbling the ball so he goes in really easy but he wanted to make sure he was across and then he goes he just, i saw it on a news replay just kind of a really quick spike he <laughs> don't want to get penalized either but all in all and i had a couple questions and they're like well how is it in a, in a north south game we can the south can dominate but when it comes to playoff appearances what is the difference between upstate lower state and football if in an all-star game we can dominate and I said, man, it's just the, the level of competition you play week in, week out, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean. Well, and, and part of it, too, is uh, a lot of the better players from the, on the north side of the line, you're probably going to see them playing in Greenville in the Shrine Bowl. You will see them there, um, a lot of different players that will make that way. To me, it's going to be who the coaches nominated for the north-south game. Yes, yeah, Because if, if your coach is not nominated yeah. – nominate the players then you know uh, um gosh what am i blanking on on the career coach's name is it young 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 yeah, yeah. will young will young uh, you know he he gets a list of players that he can choose from um mm-hmm. that are are you know nominated by the coaches here in the upstate so if you have a a greenville team that didn't that only nominated for shrine bowl but didn't nominate for the north south you're missing out on a whole host of players that are involved there. Um, same way with, with Westside. Now, Westside did nominate a bunch of players. You can only have a maximum of two from your team end up going. That's one of the rules. Uh, so, you know, they had two that ended up going. Greenwood had one, and I know Coach Liner uh, put in at least ten, if not more, you know, for the Shrine Bowl uh, that were there. But to me, that's the key. But then you got teams, you know, like um, maybe McCormick didn't nominate anybody. We know they did because Cam got in. Um, or you had, uh, you know, a, a, a Greenville team that only nominated for North-South, which, you know, uh, ended up happening along with the Shrine Bowl with the players that he had. So, I, to me, it's you've got to get all the coaches on board for these, these uh, you know, these these great games like the Shrine Bowl in the North South, or I should, what would you call them? Um, it's an All Star game. All Star game. Yeah. I mean, All Star. Yeah. I I just like I said that's basically how I answered it. I, I just you think about it, I think about a Greenville team as loaded as they were this year. Um, they got what two? They had two on the Shrine Bowl and two, two on, the on North, North South. South. So I know Bruce and Albert. Bruce and Albert committed to Furman by the way over the mm-hmm. weekend. Solid. 
So that's a big get. And we're going to get into that farming game, too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, it's – you know, it, it's fun to nominate uh, the players that are there, and I think the coaches would enjoy it. I just think some po- coaches just don't know that they need to do it. You know, and, and you know, I know Coach Tad DeBose puts names in there constantly because I've talked to him about it. These are coaches that we've talked to, and uh, Coach Bennett. Uh, you know, I'm sure people told him, "Hey, you need to you need to nominate these folks." We know he does it for the Touchdown Club, so why not for the North South and? And uh, he's, and he's got players. We know he's got players yeah. there too. So, so it's fun. Awesome. I got. I did hear Will Young's interview or whatever. It didn't last very long. I started sending Bo to you so you could hear him. But that's basically what he said. He says, "Man, there's a lot more to choose from." I just didn't. You know, I, he said in the past when I've been an assistant coach, he said there's been probably a hundred names mm-hmm. that we've had to go through and work as assistant coaches, head coaches, and he said we just didn't see it this year. So he wasn't making excuses. He just said there wasn't the the lottery pool wasn't as big to choose from this year so to speak for north south so we're going to need it this year in shrine because i'm telling you isn't the streak still intact for the the, the sand lappers and, and the tar hills or i think the sand lappers have won the last two maybe three is it three i was thinking three maybe. i was thinking three but it may only be two but I know we, we really need it this year. <laughs> I, I want to take it back. I mean, <laughs> and like like Stan said, it's only right up the road. So, I mean, it, like, you got to go too far to see that game where it used to be in Charlotte or somewhere, didn't it? Yeah, a long time it was at Charlotte. Um, for <laughs> the last 10 years or so, it's been in, in Walford. Walford, yeah. So, it's still at Gibbs then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Why didn't they, they should play at the new high school field. Well, mean, they you, may. They mean, may. you still want to get up there for that to see that field. And but. there was talk, and I don't know if this was the Shrine Bowl or not, but moving it to the uh, uh, Spartanburg new stadium yeah, out there. Yeah, that's what I was so, talking about, yeah. Yeah, there's a possibility. I don't know. I mean, I like Gibbs. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of like the one that Greenville plays. I like the older stadiums myself, but. All right, we're talking about the North-South game and what was going on, some of the uh, the fun that <laughs> ended up happening. And what would you consider were the big woes, particularly for the North? We know the South dominated defensively, um, ended up with uh, four turnovers, three interceptions, as well as a fumble recovery, scoop and score. Um, South Carolina, or I should say the North, ended up with uh, one interception um, in the process, so they got one turnover that was involved. But uh, third down conversions, when you look at the South, eight of 16 um, the North only one of ten, and two of those were touchdowns. Yeah, Carmelo McDowell had two touchdowns. One was a eighty-two yard run, the other one sixty-four. He ends up with what two eighteen rushing in the game. So it's the inability inability to stop the run would be the first thing I would say that's really surprised me because, like I said, there were some really good defensive players on those teams, and then, like I said, Jakari Bennett's the only one that really showed up on it from man and actually made some stops in the game. But all in all, I mean, just wasn't what you expected. If it had been the other way around, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That That's sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that surprised me the most was the North never got inside. They were never in the red zone at all. I mean, their touchdown came from outside of the red zone. Um, but for the most part, they had – well, the South had, what, eight – no, four inside the uh, in the red zone. They ended up four times in the red zone when I look at the stats. So. And we talked about Zion Dobson from Hampton County. You know, had a great game. I mean, you know, ends up getting a touchdown in the end. And, I mean, this is the kid, if you're looking for a receiver, this is the go kid you him. need to go get right now. <laughs> I mean, this kid's got height. He's got size. He's a, he's a build, kind of like a, a Jeffrey-type build, uh, kind of like a – unlike a Bennett, who's a, who's a little – 
scat back running around back there for Greenville. But although I would, decent game, just not the outcome I certainly would have thought. Yeah, Kamari Brenson, who from Saluda, had a fairly – I mean, he started the game, had a fairly decent um, day overall. I mean, he was uh, seven rushes for – what was it, six yards? Um, but, you know, he did have that big 12-yard run that ended up helping out a bunch too. So That's the basketball player they want back right there. That's the one we want back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even see, you know, I didn't even see his stats in that game. And that type held a kid that's, that's a pretty good runner with it and his own rights. That's the most impressive about what you've already told me today is that right there. To be able to contain him to where you keep his yardage down like that. We're talking about a kid that was he, – he was 100 a game, mm-hmm. easily. You know, what surprised me was Josh Williams, two catches for 14 yards. Uh, he was only targeted three times. That, yeah. I mean, and this is a kid that, that helped win a state championship. Yeah. I mean, you have, what, two weeks to practice this game or one? Is it one, one week? One week one, practice. One. So, I mean, you would expect a little bit more offense both sides, but, I mean, they did score 28. and We got the eight and went for, went for two, it sounds like, on that one, so – We'll see next year. I mean, next year, you know, I know Coach Lina was a part of it last year. And, I mean, more good players will be coming out. And, like I said, now we can fo- focus on the Shrine Bowl and see what's going on. Who's coaching Shrine Bowl this year? Do you know for the South? I'll have to look again now. We got Thursday for that. Think. We got Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We got Thursday. Because it's going to be fun to talk about um, uh, going up against that uh, North Carolina who just basically wrapped up their season this past weekend, right? I watched it, too. And I'm telling you, there's some of those things. I tell and Stan, the kids, the quarterback. I don't know why he's not a bigger name in Carolina. And he, he's actually he has a sign, but he, he's verbally committed. I mean, and you don't hear anything about this kid. They were supposed to get the brake speed off of him, and then they break, you know, beating the brakes off the team they were playing, Horgoth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this kid's really good. Had four touchdowns and, like, 392 passing. And you haven't <laughs> even heard of the kid. So... <clears throat> No, not at all. No, it'll be fun to go over through. Um, uh, by the way, they also, at the North-South game at halftime, ended up announcing Mr. Football. They did. In all of this. So the dominees were uh, from Daniel Watson-Young, who committed to Clemson uh, here a couple weeks ago. You have Zion Dobson out of Hampton County, Avery McFadden from Hillcrest, Joshua Thomason, who is the South Carolina commit from Dillon, and, of course, uh, Turbo Richard, who we saw from Northwestern, uh, also a big part uh, in that. they all sitting in that chairs. And, I mean, it, it went on forever. They went through every accolade they, they could possibly have over the course of their junior senior year. And then they announced who Mr. Football was. Two years in a row it's been a lineman, right? Because didn't the kid Xavier McLeod win last mm-hmm. year? I believe so. Which I just the thought of him leaving Carolina to go to Georgia is killing me. But um I was stunned that it wasn't a, it didn't come down to an Avery McFadden or a Turbo Richard type deal. I guess that shows you though how important a lineman can be for a team. To where it's just not always about a quarterback, offensive player. It can be defense, offensive line, stuff like that. But McFadden, his numbers were incredible this year. They were all year long. Now, he struggled towards the end of the year. But, you know, you're just running up against better teams in the playoffs. Yeah, but when you put up what – he had, what, 300-something yards in Mm -hmm. that one game, and then he followed it up by 295, almost another (laughs) 300-yard game. Kids got some some speed to him, so I don't know where he's even looking at going. But somebody's going to get a really good running back. Slash wide receiver. Slash receiver. Yep. <laughs> Slash receiver. To go along with that. All right. Um, I'm sitting here looking. What else we got high school-wise to talk about? Um, Emerald beat 96 last Friday night. Uh, 55-47. Um, we mentioned that a little bit. Uh, they're taking on Saluda tomorrow night. Uh 
Wrestling-wise, uh, the Emerald Vikings uh, defeated Berea Bulldogs 60-24, to captured their third win of the season, uh, but they fell to Greenwood Christian uh, in that tri-match to go along with it. So, um, you know, they you know, they, they keep competing. That's all you can ask from them uh, to keep moving on. But uh, that match came down to the very last wrestling, uh, wrestling match uh, against uh, Greenwood Christian in order for them. They just came up a, a pin shy. Mm. And then you had Satoma wrestling up in Woodruff or something on Saturday also. But like I said, wrestling's big around here now. And why wouldn't it be? Because like I said, look what Lander's done in a few short years. they just taken off and they're number one. Are they still number one at Lander? They are still number one. Okay. Yeah. The next uh, rankings come out on the 22nd of December. So we'll see if they've suffered. Yeah. But I, I suspect that they'll be number one through, yeah. through that Christmas holidays anyway. Yeah. As they roll around. All right. Well, make sure you go out to Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, delicious lunch specials they got all time around. I missed out uh, today on my um, cheeseburger special. I, I, I was going to get it today, but uh, the doctor's appointment made me <laughs> run a little long. So I missed out on it. But for the most part, I'll get to the twice-baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwich on Thursday. We've got we to go ahead and call Clyde make sure they got enough potato stand. <laughs> Because they, <laughs> they put one aside. everybody has been evidently that's the thing about it. they come in and they don't want just one they said can I get two of those you already getting a ribeye steak sandwich come on quit being greedy share for <laughs> share well, for the other people and and the thing too right now is I think there's more catering going on it than is. people walking in uh, food supplies get kind of short when all of a sudden somebody calls and wants well I want to feed the office today well let's call Howard well it's well, I got to have twenty five sandwiches out there at eleven o'clock. Oh, Only. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to go to the bread store, and of course they do the catering as well. So a lot of great uh, catering events, and now they've got that room upstairs that you can take advantage of as well. So uh, you know, give Howard a call; he'll help you out with all the uh, catering needs that you might have out there as well. Good food, great prices, great entertainment as well. Best place for live entertainment here in the Lakelands. If you got family coming in, that's what you do. You don't right. don't worry about fixing nothing at your house. Go out there and let him take care of it for you. All right, this next segment is being brought to you by the good folks at American Legion Post Twenty Baseball. Uh, you can go ahead and go online and go ahead and register for this season already. Now they won't be, you know choosing anybody but uh, until what usually around may they start getting End all that may, in. Yeah. but First registration is now open so if you are a baseball player um you know junior or senior they make sure to go ahead and get registered for that online as of right now um and they've got that uh, on the facebook page as well just go to american legion post 20 baseball and get that um registration link that is involved there so good folks great entertainment uh and, and i tell you what there's nobody in the state of south carolina that does legion in baseball like post 20 does ty vines and his ty, staff I was are say, awesome. ty, ty's doing a great job as athletic director for post 20 not they, only with the baseball but the girls softball, I was say softball is big too yeah. so and yeah registration <laughs> for softball as well all that is open as of right now and softball is you know still fairly new but it's growing mm-hmm. here in the state of south carolina liking that all right let's talk about uh, the Furman paladins they get to go up to the cold uh, up to missoula uh, montana and take on the grizzlies and what a game this was you guys get a chance to, to, I, to watch. I got to watch part of it and Ooh. i tell you what the the Furman run defense is the real deal i mean them boys smart in position what you coach all day but they also finish i mean if it's just them and the ball care, 
ball carriers going to the ground. They don't miss tackle. They don't. It was. It, it was, was a good game. Thirty-five twenty-eight in overtime um, is where this one ended up going, and and really, everybody knew you had to stop the Grizzlies' quarterback, correct? And he we, somehow, some way, he still managed to put up huge well, numbers. I, I think too, though, if you look at it, they had uh, the kickoff return to start the game. Yeah, ninety-nine yards, hurt, and then they had a punt return. I mean. You take those two off the board, and, I mean, Furman wins by 14. So, uh, special teams kind of let them down a little bit. Uh, I felt like Huff played a pretty good ball game. I thought his passing could, lacked a little bit. Now, whether that was the cold weather, the balls uh, being cold, well, I don't know. But uh, he didn't seem to be as sharp throwing the ball as I have seen him in previous games. I, I know I take care of that. You take a little bit of air out of it. I didn't see it. But <laughs> it's coming from a Pats fan. This is a Patriots fan. So, take it. a little bit of the air. Now, he was talking about the thing that I really liked about it. He was talking to Hendricks about it. He's like, every time I went to throw the ball, he said there was no gust. And then when I let the ball go, it was like trying to blow my helmet slap off my head. So, I mean, the weather, it wasn't brutal for what it could have been. Uh, and that uh, stadium is right there in the valley that's a around, those, around those mountains. So I imagine that wind was just swirling constantly. That's a pretty place right there. I told Dan Scott I wish I'd have gone on a trip, but I, I hope they'll budget in and make sure we'll all go. Because, um, I I mean, like I said, I asked him, did you even have the window open? Oh, yeah, the window was a wind. I crowd noise. I was like, perfect. And they did have snow. They did have snow during the game, so. Yeah, the weatherman was wrong for that too, wasn't he? What? <laughs> like a snow during I'm the working on an interview with him because you know I didn't get it last year because he did the same thing. He did a, a away football game for the, you know, for the playoffs. And then what about this guy? He, he leaves on what Tuesday or Wednesday to go to, they went to Arkansas, Arkansas for the basketball game. Then he goes up there and he's got a basketball game Saturday morning in Greenville. At two o'clock. Two o'clock. Or two o'clock. Yeah. Bob Jones, which they won the game pretty easy. But I saw Road Warrior there. He said, "Who needs sleep?" I said, "I agree with you, buddy. Sleep's overrated. Sleep when you're dead." But I'm working all night and see if Dan would be gracious enough to come on and just talk for a minute. And I'm sure he's probably out of breath by now. But uh, that would be fun, man. I mean, that's that's when you're working. When you're traveling the way they travel. so That is. So, um, Montana wins the quarterfinals against Furman, 35-28 in overtime. They'll now get to face um, North Dakota State. Mm. Has to come down uh, to Missoula to take on the Grizzlies, and that'll be interesting because their coach just said that he, at the end of the season, he's going to USC or I UCLA? Th- I think it's UCLA, yeah. That, and he's going to be uh, one of the coordinators over there. And see, here's the thing is, they probably were really pulling for Furman because they really wanted a home game because they play in a dome. So right. it's almost – it's not like they can't go outside and practice. That's always the case in Dakota, either Dakotas. Um, I was kind of hoping it would be the other team. I was hoping it would be the Jackrabbits that they mm-hmm. would end up having to play. But Well, uh, well Jack Jackrabbits Rab- won. It yeah. was, South Dakota had two teams Yeah, in, they did. In the yeah. They had regular South Dakota and then South yeah. Dakota State. So, and North Dakota State just – Demolish South Dakota. Well, North Dakota State was not ranked, right? No. But in South no. Dakota South Dakota was like a number two that's who, Yeah, they were two. Yeah, yeah they were so. two. So, And that's the first time in how long we haven't seen a number posted in front of that North Dakota State yeah. team. The Bisons. Usually they, they got a, a real they small a number on, over in front <laughs> of their thing. That should be a really good game. I mean, they're going to Montana, and that quarterback's got to go through the same thing that Huff did. and So, we'll see. Like I said, I was disappointed. I don't know what's wrong with the birds. I mean, 
uh, Roberto. But like I said, they, that defense was either that good or they just held them to. Cause like I said, what Huff have? You had 108 yards passing, and you still you, know, you got 71 yards rushing. Three touchdowns. I mean, two touchdowns. But Clinton McDowell's a real deal. Give it to him. And like I said, it should be a good game coming up. Well, I could, you know, he threw for 208. Yeah, he did. But would you expect him to rush for 133? No. <laughs> Nobody expected to see that. 21 times he ran. Yeah. Especially against and that another touchdown. defense. That's the key. Now, yeah. the running backs, I mean, you take away the 133 <laughs> from 173, you know, you're looking at 40 yards maybe mm-hmm. that Keen they held those running And that's more normal for what you see the Paladin defense yeah. give up in the run game. Yeah, they held Keelan down to nothing. And then, like I said, catching the ball. What about – now, here's the kids that's come from where. Who is Mason Pline for Furman? Remember, it was always Rob um, – oh, boy. Hold on, I can tell you real quick. Josh Harris has been the year all mm-hmm. year long, you know, catching the ball, and then you got this Mason Pline kid just come out of nowhere, nine catches, seventy eight yards, and a touchdown. He was the one that they weren't covering. That's probably yeah. it. <laughs> he, he was he was the blocking tight end. There you he go. Kept catching ball. There you go. Somebody was, forgot to tell him. The, the defense that, oh, he's a tight end, but yeah. he can catch the ball, too. He don't just block for the run game. I was wondering where Josh had gone to, Josh Harris had gone to, but that's a big game for that kid because, like I said, I looked at his stats up. That's the most he's had in any game this year. So, he might be your future. He might be. Wide receiver at permanent. Like I said, this should be a pretty good team. I mean, and don't be stunned. We joke about it, but Stan and I have talked about it a lot. Don't be stunned if you don't see one, some of these portal guys – actually go to a Furman yeah. or go to a Walford just because instant playing time. I remember when the kid from Florida, I can't remember his name now, but he came up from Florida and went to Furman. He was a quarterback at Florida, and I was like, man, I, what would he twitch up like that for? And it was for instant playing time, and he went on and played two years in the pros. So. Fun, fun, fun. Um, so Furman Paladins, their season comes to an end. They're on to basketball season, and they're doing pretty they're well. They're rolling there, in so. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> they have so. no problem. They're not missing a beat between uh, the round ball and the oblong ball. And, you know, I hear it. Just it's not going to be long. They're trying. They're trying to do everything they can to put baseball back in it for them yep. because they've been so successful for years doing that. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if they can get the baseball back. I, we hope they can because, like I said, they had a really good baseball coach, and he ends up. I think he's at Gardner Webb now, doing a really good job up there. But yes, yeah, basketball team is going to be fun to watch again. Follow along. We did have one more football game that took place this weekend um, we? prior to the bowl season getting underway. And, and I felt for you. I wanted to call you and say, <laughs> say take cover because I can just imagine some of the language and, and, and what was going on with Willie over there. But the Army uh, ended up beating the Navy in this one, 17-11 to 11, uh, being the final. And, and really it was a defensive effort. Uh, that came down to the end for Army that, uh, you know, the goal line stance uh, that they get, and they get a turnover in the process of all that. Um, just huge where the Navy had a chance. All their points came in the fourth quarter, which shocked me. Um, but they had a chance to win this game. Second year in a row, man. Or at least That's, tie it up. And this is where Vegas had this as a 20.75 over under. Over under. So if you took it over, you won <laughs> with 28. <laughs> How I mean, how lucky can uh, how, you get? <laughs> how do these people know this stuff? I mean, you know, how can they set these numbers like that? But I mean, for the most part, you got the army numbers, don't you? I got them over here. But look at the yardage for army. I would have thought it scored a point. Yeah, you, I mean, you, seven for fourteen—that's fifty percent passing. Now, listen, Tristan, keep doing your thing. Get your 
30, 50, 60% pass, I'll be happy for you. But 54 yards and a touchdown. And then you got rushing the ball. Uh, was a quarterback daily again, mm-hmm. uh, 27 for 84 yards rushing. But, I mean, other than that, that's really it. You had the other kid at Udall. He had 88. But on the other side, you didn't have anything any better. Why they don't? Why that other kid, Ty Lavalia, La- whatever name, he should have been the starting quarterback in that game. Because he did bring them back. It just wasn't enough. And you're right, Stan. I heard a lot of people talking about that. You know, we, we'd say going in, the Navy held the the, the uniforms are lit. Uh, they were lit all right. They were lit on fire by Army, but the, even the Army <laughs> the uniforms were pretty cool. Were cool. A lot of people, a lot of people cool. I talked to this morning thought the Army uniforms yeah. actually looked better than the Navy uniforms. Yeah. I thought overall, if you if you stated your kind of what we would call your your landscape of your uniforms, they did the best with what they're used to doing anyway. Yeah. So I mean, I think that that was cool. Um, this Navy team just said Westbury is a good coach. It's a defensive mining coach. They haven't been the same since Ken. Amata Babula, whatever his mm-hmm. name left, three or four years ago. But, uh, but you look at the numbers and how even it was pass versus rush. That's was. something you haven't seen from Navy in in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's like triggeration in Abbeville when you got even numbers. I just said, it just it's funny that it's not funny because Willie's not happy, but it comes down to two years in a row, and it's basically the same way you lose it again. It's just, it's, and, and that's what we talk about doing football games. Coaches burn these timeouts when they don't need to burn them. I mean, because they can't take them with them. Had he had another timeout, that might could have been a little bit different outcome of that game because it would have, you would have stopped the clock. Mm-hmm. And then you would have had a chance at something else. Play call wasn't very good either on that thing. But, yeah, that's the last of our football until we'll, – well, we'll be talking about it bowl season. Get ready bowl to season gets off. up on uh, Friday the 16th, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Not. So, so that's really close. Really close. <laughs> yeah. This Friday. This Friday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really close. <laughs> Got something to talk about us. Thursday. And it's still football. Yeah. So, so we're going to try to hold Tom Carroll off basketball for a little bit. But he, he's into this high school, man. I'm telling you, I, I was probably not going to every game around here. But like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll have you some good games coming up for that. And then we're going to get bowl season pretty hard. So. Um, and then the Gamecocks pull one out basketball-wise. Uh, they go up to East Carolina, uh, up there to Greenville, North Carolina, of all places. And um, this this was a really good ball game. It's one that uh, – and I even texted you <laughs> towards the end because uh, the last two minutes is when South Carolina decided, you know what, I'm tired of messing around. We're just going to go ahead and put this one away. Um, but they were down, what, two with about four minutes, four three minutes, minutes left? Something like that, yeah. You see what Lamont Paris said about that? He said, if you watch Don't Say the Team, this is what we're going to start doing. He said, the problem with her is they don't get behind. He said, my team does get behind. He said, but this is what they do to get back and win games that they shouldn't win. But that's a big road win. I think that's probably every one that we get. Because I can remember back, even when Frank was coaching, we didn't have a lot of road wins. When we were going on the road, it was like we just stayed at home. And that's one thing I think Paris is really going to do. And, I mean, East Carolina, for the most part, they're they're not a great, great team. Uh, they do have a couple South Carolina kids playing, mm-hmm. one's from Macon. But, like I said, uh, B.J. Mack, 13-8-2. and eight and two. Uh, Michi, mm-hmm. he got his 15, only one, one rebound and two assists. But I have to give it to, to my man this time, Miles Stute. He, he wasn't one for 10 from the field shooting. Um, like I said, he came out, he had 15, 3, and 1. And Taylon Cooper, who is going to be the guy that's going to have the steals. That's going to be your man. I uh, had a really good game. And like I said, your man coming off the bench. I think you can see Zachary Davis coming off the bench. He's going to be <laughs> that guy that's going to be close to double figures off that bench. But he was 7-5 and in a big, big output. But like I said, that's a big win. We needed it coming off what we had just been through. But – 
We're getting ready. It's not far from SEC time now, Stan. So we really yeah, got to start picking that pace up a little bit. Well, we've got a couple more games, and any, of course, for any team, uh, men's or women's, a uh, 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 win on the road is always big. You 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 know you can go look at them and say, well, we should win this one, but you still got to go and win it. And we talked a little bit about this. Uh, last week or week four maybe that uh, home court in basketball means more than home field in football because mm-hmm. some of these places you're going to be playing in and it you don't you have some fans that travel and watch but how many Carolina fans drove up to Greenville North Carolina how many Clemson fans drove to Toronto Canada <laughs> to watch a, an away game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and we're not being funny about it, but you just don't have that much, that many people traveling. Now, yeah, a Clemson, Carolina, or Clemson, say, Coastal, yeah, you'll have people that live two or three hours. They'll go down and pick it up, especially if it's on a Saturday. Um, but it a big win, and, and much like the Clemson win. Going to Canada and and picking up a win and a a win on the road keeps them undefeated keeps them right there. Uh, I had I don't the, the, had the new poll come out. I know the women's poll came out. Did the men's the poll men's come came out? out. Well, still twenty fifth. No, they're thirteenth. They my they number now. Thirteenth. Yep. Okay. And Carolina got three votes. We so yeah. so they moved they moved way up. Mm-hmm. That was a big uh, – TCU was a pretty good team. Yeah. They were undefeated also. You're right. We got four games left here at home before we start. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State will be our first uh, – it's a home game. It'll be on January 6th. But, so, you're right. We got Charleston Southern Saturday, Winter, Elon, and Florida A&M. So, got, we need three out of three out of those four games. Well, uh, And we uh, should and, be okay. And all four of them, you should be winnable. But, you, you know, you're getting – well, I don't know if exams are this week or next week. They're this week because they were talking this about this week. Yeah, and both both universities are talking about play for pray for the students because they got exams, man. And y'all remember what those were like when you were in school, so they definitely need a prayer. So, all right. The other thing, um, the final thing that I've got is tonight, uh, soccer wise, yep. Clemson is in the finals number. What are they, eighth or nine? No, they're number nine, taking on the number two team, which is also an ACC school in Notre Dame for the NCAA College Cup to go along with. This is a, a, a big game going to take place in Louisville, Kentucky, of all places. And it's probably, you know, uh, it might be snowing. It's going to be cold. Oh, and we'll, we'll have to pray for the people over in that, over around Nashville and oh, Clarksville yeah. where the tornadoes, tornadoes came through last night. So hopefully they don't move a little bit to the – West over toward Louisville, and uh, they can get this game in. And but these guys are used to playing in the cold. I mean, this time of year, and it should be a good match. And as much running they do, they probably thankful for the cold yeah. weather to come through. Till yeah. till they get subbed out, and then they're standing over there sweating. <laughs> That's when you wanted your seaters on the sidelines. Yeah. yeah, go along with that. Let's let's hit closer real quick because I want to ask you about a couple of players for your 13th ranked Tigers real quick. That's a big win for one because Jamie Dixon then they won defeated at seven and zero. Um, players that stood out for you in that game. It's always going to be Gerard for me because I know he's going he's going to score. I didn't know the kid could jump, or else the ball just fell to him. He had twenty one five, no assists. But PJ Hall again plays a really good basketball team. I mean, game stays fairly out of 
foul trouble. I mean, he got in a little bit of trouble. Your boy Shefflin's going to be the key to this team in the ACC. He's going to be the big key, I think. But I, you picked up another one that I'd never heard of. I, I, every time I see the stat lines, I'm looking at these guys. Like, where do they keep pulling these kids out of? But you got a kid named uh, R.J. Godfrey. He had four points, but he had ten rebounds off the bench, which means he didn't play but probably – Eight minutes, if that. Yeah. But he was, and he was probably uh, in there for Shefflin. Mm-hmm. He's Rodman. That's what he is. He's you know, so, uh, but he got two assists, which you don't always see a big man getting a lot of assists either. But yeah, I, I didn't want to like jump over. We talked about Carolina. I wanted because I say to me that's a bigger win for y'all than it, because it was out of country and against a really good team. And and like I said, Jamie Dixon was talking about this team after it was over, and he's like, "This is a team you'll see." Later on down the road, he said, I hope we don't. But this is a really good basketball team at Clemson. And, and like I said, for, for a guy like Brownell, who everybody's been running off for years, I think he's just got to get ready. And, Stan, he's going to have to play well in the ACC. Or well, else all yeah. of this talk is going to be for naught. Right. And, and what he's got to hope, he can, he can stay healthy. He can keep P.J. Hall healthy. Keep P.J. Hall out of foul trouble. Um, hope that Girardi can keep chunking up threes and hitting them, uh, especially when he starts getting into when they start playing the Dukes and the North Carolinas that are going to put man pressure on him, just like South Carolina did. And he's going to have to fight through it. And P.J. Hall's going to get beat up in some games, but he's going to have to keep fighting. And he's done it his whole career. But it seems like there's a stretch in there every season where P.J.'s out for a game or two. No serious injuries, but just getting beat up and bruised up. Mm-hmm. But he's got – but this year, as opposed to years past, Bronnell's got help for him with Shefflin and now this uh, – what was the kid's name, Chris? Uh, Ten rebounds. Uh, Godfrey. Godfrey. And you got another can, kid, Chauncey that, something. Yeah, that he can good. put in, you know, to, to give – P.J. a little bit of a break. But P.J. Is the, is the one that's going to make this team go. The offense is going to go inside out. and I think the reason this team is going to play better is because in the past it's only been P.J. Yeah. He hadn't had a whole uh, lot. Chase Turner had a little bit, played a little bit last year. Was well, pretty good help for them. But now you bring a guy in from Syracuse, you know, Gerard, and then you've got, like I said, Shefflin, and now you got the – Well, Shefflin's not putting in Chauncey. that many points, but he'll get some key points at key points in the game. But what he's doing is he's just getting rebound after rebound after rebound and facilitating, you know, Girardi to hit some threes and getting the ball back into P.J. to get some easy makes. Or even when P.J. steps out to the three. You know, you got to have somebody on the board to rebound it, and that's where Shefflin and Godfrey and some of these cats are going to come in to play. And, and this is a little bit different team for Clemson than what you've seen in the past. This is, yeah, and they've it, got a few more players, and, 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 and that's what they need, players. Yeah. Third game in a row, you got three players in double figures. And Shefflin almost had double-double at 14 and 9. So, this when, is a pretty good team. When does their ACC – does it start They've got, after uh, Christmas? They, it it does. Um, yeah. Their first game will be against Florida down there in Gables um, January 3rd. And then they got number nine right now, North Carolina, at Little John on January 6th. That should be a sellout. 
Because the kids should be back in school by then. Um, or at least uh, – Or at least getting back for the game. Back, yeah, yeah they probably game. go back like the 8th or 12th, but they should be getting, getting yeah, in there that weekend. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. What was that? That was my mind again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is, I appreciate it. I, I hit one of the buttons. I was literally in that zone right now. Cause I, <laughs> so. Dream matchup is that, that's what it was. It was there telling me go. that was a dream matchup. There you go. <laughs> and those are the games you got to be competitive in the start. Yeah. SEC, I mean, ACC play. ACC play you yeah. got to be competitive in those games because if you're not, like I said, all that we're talking about now is for naught, and you end up 500. Well, this, so you got to do better. Got, this has got to be the year where Clemson steps up. They finished third last year. They need to be one or two this year and to keep that ball rolling. If they finish less than third this year, Everybody's going to say, well, it's the same old Clemson. Same Brownell. Same old Brownell. But it's not. And, I like you, too. And this team, can, this team can play. Well, the hard part of the uh, preseason for them, I guess you would say, uh, non-region schedule has, has, has gone through, uh, for the most part, the hard part of it. Um, yeah. It gets a little easier now. Uh, this Saturday they got Memphis at Memphis. Uh, then uh, they, that may not be as easy as we think. <laughs> That's a Penny Hardaway guy right yeah. there. So. Yep. And then they host Queens um, on That'd the 22nd. And Radford they host on the 29th. That, always a, a tournament team, though. Radford's that, always that, a tournament team. But those two games are at home to Memphis. This yeah. game on the road at Memphis. Uh, that's, that's what I was looking for. That might be a, I don't know what – but Memphis historically has been a decent team. I don't know what they are this year. I hadn't – That's still Penny Hardaway. They're yeah. going to run the ball. They're going to press. They're going to do everything normal. Yeah. I got one more thing before we get off basketball. Tom Carroll, Amanda Butler wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I texted Chris and I said, I guess uh, I got to eat some crow because – <laughs> they lost. It. They didn't just lose. Uh, be, Duke didn't just lose. Duke got clobbered. Um, Amanda Butler came in uh, over there and just absolutely dismantled the Blue Devils, Lady Blue Devils, in this one. A big win for them. So I got you know, got to eat a, a little crow. Um, some of that sauce over at Howard's uh, got to be sauce. pretty good uh, to go along with that. But uh, I was wrong. Um, you know, she picked up a big win. This is huge for the Lady well, Tigers. What's her next win? What's our next game? <laughs> it's going to be a win. I'm it's, telling you that right, right now. Right, no, I mean, if it, it's a, is it a non-power five, it'll be a win. But Clara Lawson, I like what she said at Duke. She said, this is one of the better women's teams that I've seen, that we've, that we've seen in the past couple of years since she was doing commentary, of course. You got two players. And the reason I'm, I'm saying this now is because I, I have scouted this team now, and I've been put in my position. Um, <laughs> you got Amari Robinson, who who is new to the team, 22 points, seven rebounds, and a point. Now, Ruby Whitehorn was your star last year. But there's a kid, a brand-new girl that you've never heard of, Deshantanetto Deshant- Harris. I don't know where she's from, Bo, but I'm telling you, 15, 5, and 5. When you're getting 15 points, five rebounds, five assists from a, from a player of that magnitude at, at forward center wherever she plays, this <laughs> now granted they got to get through ACC too, and that's where I think and we and you've had a lot of fun with what we're doing. And I do for some reason I do believe this program is better than it was been. I'm it's, not, it's in better. I, I'm not going to say it when she got it. That's for sure. And, and if it doesn't work this year, I think she knows too. I mean, she sees how they treat Brad Brownell up there. If you don't start doing something, you're going to have a new coach in there. Um, 
And just by joking with you about that, I do have to see if I can't get another <laughs> former women's coach or for our podcast. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I had to write that down. But all in all, when I, when I saw the when I watched the game, I don't know if you watched it. It was when they went up, they wasn't coming down. This team, once they built that lead, they were like, "We're going to see how far we can take it." And like I said, this is what Amari Robinson. She is playing lights out. And like I said, this new girl, Harris, she's going to be definitely one to watch. And then you expect Ruby Whithorn or Whitehorn or whatever she her name is to pick it up and play like she did last okay, year. Okay, how many wins do you give this Clemson women's team on the year? I've already, they've already got more than I thought. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> they've already got a – here's one. they got an ACC win. That's huge. got one ACC yeah. win. <laughs> over over a Duke team that I thought was fairly good. But, but. They've, the other four, four wins are against non-Power non 5 conferences. And then they've got, what, two or three losses, two Power, power five. 5 conferences. Yeah. So, she hasn't won up until the Duke game. She has not beaten a Power, power five, 5. I don't want to win. talk about that because Lamont Ferris said neither. And I don't, I don't want to di- differentiate between the two because <laughs> if I do and he starts losing, then they're going to be back go. on him too. But yeah. um, all in all, like I said, they've already won more conference games than I thought they would win, Stan. So it'll go – I'll have you a number. But like I said, I think if they can go 500 in conference, it's a winning year. If they can go 500 in conference, I'm not saying they're going to go anywhere or do anything, but that's a lot better than what I think we would thought first two or three games of the season. But I think you're going to re- you replay Duke is, for all intent and purposes, women's team's down a little bit this year. But the NC State girls' team is kind of flip-flop with Duke and taking Duke's place. The NC girls are pretty good. They're back. Um, so, I mean, there's some there's some games for to be played, and I want to see what happens when she starts playing, you know, some ranked opponents again and see if she can improve, how much this team does improve. I'm trying to find you some games, but they usually – Well, the 31st is going to be the the North Carolina game is going to have to be huge for her. We saw how North Carolina did with with South Carolina and Mm -hmm. the pressure that they got on. Before that, they've got, uh, what, Georgia State, Air Force, and East Tennessee State. I mean, it's – She should win the next three. You know, but then they got North Carolina at North Carolina. Then they host Florida State. Um, go to Georgia Tech. They probably will win that win game. That game um, yeah. I, I would imagine they'll probably beat Syracuse in women. Yeah, in women's basketball. Um, and then they've got Louisville after that. Uh, Vontech, I doubt that. they're good. And <laughs> they're really in good. women's basketball. They're yeah. pretty good. Um, NC State. State yeah, after that, I mean, it, it's just you're you're running into the blue bloods of women's mm. basketball. And that. you can almost go. You can almost look at it right now. When you play those games, they're going to be ranked. You may not, but they will. And like I said, that's just like a men's basketball. Brownell plays VT, they get ranked. But VT, Louisville, those are going to be games that you're not going to be expected to win. Those are the ones I say you got to pull two of those out of the hat and win. North Carolina is going to be tough. But I still think Duke's better than North Carolina is in, basketball, in women's basketball. I think the coach makes that team. Mm-hmm. But you just got to recruit. It's only a second yeah. year. Yeah. Should be better. So. And then let's talk about the Lady Gamecocks because they just continue to roll on uh, and <laughs> take on another big team. Uh, granted, it wasn't 100 points, but 70, what, 78 79, I think was, it was, was good yeah. enough uh, to come up with the win. And really, they won by what, eight? Well, and it was, it was uh, again, a ranked team. And Utah was ranked number 11. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> yeah, and Utah so, didn't give up. I mean, they no, really came no, after them. But they had the one – I can't remember the girl's name. Had like 39 points. Pila. I mean, Allison yeah. Pila. Yeah, Pila. And they, they're predicting her to, you know, be a WNBA player next year. So And their starter wasn't – she didn't play. Mm-hmm. So, just Pila, you had to pick up all the pressure off her. And then, like I said, uh, the young girl had 12-6-1. McQueen had 6-1-2. and two. Um, And then you go look at the Gamecocks and – it don't matter where you start on this team. I know that everybody is – the Columbia area is getting really irritated with the fact that Poole Wally's not playing every game. I mean, she's playing every game, but they want her to play every minute of every game, and you got to give it a break because these other girls have been there a little bit longer than, than they have, yeah. and she's bringing Poole Wally up the way she wants. What I'm worried about is – and you're going to start seeing Poole Wally more because her teammate just signed with Carolina two weeks ago, um, and she's a really good player. But I was really impressed with Cordoza. I really was in this game. 17-6-1. Chloe Kitts, 11-7-4. My girl Tahina Pow-Pow, as I like to do. And then Pulwati, <laughs> 11-1-2. And then, like I said, you had bench points coming off the bench too. But I think I think she's bringing Pulwati along just like she needs to. Yep. Like she's done in the it's past. Using teaching moments. It's- yeah. Well, well, Pulwati hit, what, three threes? Yeah, I mean, she – I mean, uh, now, you know – not every game is she going to have one of the behind-the-back, <laughs> underhand scoop, left-handed layups. I mean, people, come on. I mean, give the kid a break. But uh, And I think that might be why Dawn's bringing her up the way she is yeah. because I think that first game she didn't play at all was to say, I don't want that behind-the-back layup. It was a good shot, but I don't want that every game. I need you to do other things for the team and play as a team player. Well, there's a time so. for that, and but there's a time. You know, that's not – I'm like Chris, it's – there's a time for that, but there's other things that you need to improve on to get playing time. And one of those is how do you play defense? Mm-hmm. You've got to play a better role when you're on the field, on the court, and we're in defense. You, you've got to play the defense. This is not just about scoring. But you look at this team, and it's still the same the same thing. I mean – they share the ball. It don't. It doesn't matter what five are on the floor. They share the ball. They're not. If Cordoza don't get but ten points, she's happy with ten. Pow pow get ten. Okay, you know. Nobody, it's balance. Nobody, it's, it's a balance attack. Yeah, nobody's fussing. You know because they know they're touching the ball and they know they're gonna get their chance to make their shots. And really, the only time that that Don pulls anybody is because of defense issues. Yeah, yeah. So, they have, and and the game Sunday, the officials controlled that game more than either one of the teams did, and that was just from the the sheer number of offensive fouls that they called on both teams, and neither team could really get into any kind of offensive sets to where they could run the, what they like to run, and it was. Uh, it's kind of hard to watch at times, but I don't mind watching defense and basketball. I will say that. But this, but this was not defensive basketball. No, it was, this was, it was the a, officials. It was getting, officials taking. This it over. is the officials getting in the way of good Other offensive right. players playing good defensive players. But when the defensive players are flopping around like a fish at the fish market, and they're getting the calls, and the offensive players looking like. What did I do? I just reached up to catch the ball, and the girl fell on the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
This was close to Seattle, by the way. I like the fish market reference. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Now, you are going to see one standout play for South Carolina this year. Dawn's already said it. If Watkins gets that fast break open court, she's going to jam it. Yeah. Because they've said she can't. And and she's already told her, if you get it, just don't well, miss she it. Had one the other, <laughs> she had one the other night where she got the rim and yeah. the ball clanked off the back. She's going to have a shot. And that's all Dawn says. If you miss it, make sure we can get that rebound. But she's already said, if she can get a fast break, I want her to show the world. That she's at that height, and I think she definitely will be a WNBA player. And she played well in the game yesterday. She did. One thing I like about Dawn Staley is she's taking control of this team as far as uh, the talking goes. Um, It's not – and there's trash talking all the time, but there's also trash talking to a point that is a little ridiculous, Mm -hmm. shall we say. Um, You know – Everybody knows about the LSU situation, the yeah. championship game, probably being the biggest trash talk portion that's there and how it's haunted, uh, that player. But she basically came out to her players and said, hey, that's not us. That's not us. That's, that's not right. us. I don't, I don't want to see that on the court. I mean, you can trash talk, yeah, but don't, you know, don't push it past this point. Um, and Watkins, and that's one, I think, one of the things, and she's probably aiming that more at Watkins than she is some of the yeah. others because Watkins – has a tendency to to walk into your face and really push and really push the limit, and she doesn't need to. She's a too yeah. good, and that's what Donald's telling them. You're too good of a player to stoop to that level. Just play your game. Beat him on the board. Play your game, and we're gonna win the ball game. You can point to the scoreboard. That's all you have to do. That other group you're talking about, Kim Mulkey, there's probably <clears> another issue. Oh, oh, there's yeah. tons of them. <laughs> she had one leave yesterday for no reason. Yeah, we know Angel Reese didn't play what. Four or five games, mm-hmm. and now they had one just leave for undisclosed a purposes. Start, well, this was a starting point guard. It was, right? and I mean, there's issues down there now, so that kind of takes a little bit of pressure off off Dawn too, because now they are going to be focused on how can we get we're back to where we need to be. So, I'd be interested to see, but like I said, that does take a little bit of the focal point away from LSU and puts it back to Dawn. So, and I think she she'll take that. Oh yeah. So. Well, she just keeps beating ranked teams. So, he does. I mean, I <laughs> and once we get it, once we do get a con, they're going to be ranked in two in, in yeah. the SEC. So, all right. What else you got, Chris? That's it, bud. Like I said, it's a good day, man. Yep. Fun day as always. Um, I'm going to have to break out the Christmas jingle here sooner or later. <laughs> oh, forgot we no. had, here we forgot go. Forgot we had that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's been a, it's been a quick hour. Uh, enjoy you guys. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll do this again on Thursday from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Make sure to come on out. We'll be up there about two thirty. Uh, get things underway and get started. B Rad will have the coldest uh, beverages, adult beverages uh, for happy hours going on right there towards the end of the show. So I'm put pressure on you. We go. Let's do a bowl pick them this year. Right. So if you're a fan, you listen to us, Grant McCaslin, whoever else wants to come out, man, come on out. Get your bracket. And, you know, uh, who knows, man? I mean, you you win the bracket, they can have my seat for a date. I'll let you let them talk for a while. <laughs> All so. right. Chris Cox over there. Stan Spivey, the oh, coach. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>